Hello, this is episode 187 of the Purple Psychology Podcast. I'm Dr. Nisha Reddy. Why do we read out loud? What is the purpose of reading? I've written about this topic extensively, and I'm about to embark on writing about it in a new way again. My parents continually begged my teachers to not make me read out loud in class. It would cause me to have actual panic attacks. I had one teacher who would ask me to read out the board, no matter how often he was told not to do this. And then he would speak to me in pidgin English in front of the whole class. I had another teacher who would insist on doing it as well, no matter how many times she was asked. And I would never even know what page we were on in the book, never mind where we were on the page. Which she could never understand, because she didn't understand that I was concentrating so hard to take in the class and to learn the material just by listening. I always say the teacher set the tone and I was horrendously bullied in school because of the way that I was treated in the classroom and the way that I was made to look. I could never concentrate on what I was to learn as I would be too busy working out, for instance, in English class, who read the line before me because we would often repeat the lines So I would count the people in the room. I'd count the lines that they needed to read. And I'd work out which person was going to read my line before me. And I'd concentrate on memorizing their line before it got to me so that I'd have a better stab at it. So I never had any idea what anybody else was reading because I was just waiting for my line to memorize it. I still can't read out loud. And as I start to try to do it, I really trip up because I can't pronounce the names of people and places in particular. And then I start to make mistakes. And then all the trauma starts to flood in. I once described it to someone that imagine you can't swim. And every day you go to school and it's like being thrown into the deep end of the pool. And every day you think you're going to drown. But somehow or other you manage not to but you still look like a complete idiot. And then you get to a point where you can barely do the doggy paddle for the rest of your life. But you still think that you're going to train because that's how you felt for years over and over. And that's your lasting memory. So it's like that all floods in on top of you, no matter how how good your coping skills are. That's the lasting memory within you. And as you make the mistakes, you're convinced that you're actually going to drown. So I've asked for a long time, why is there so much stress around reading? And what is the point of making people read out loud? And why is that the focus? And I realized a number of years ago that the reality is, is that we learn to read for the altar. We learn to read for church. It's the lasting legacy in education from the missionaries. So much of education is wrapped up in the church and we don't realise it. Even in terms of sign language, it's quite interesting because we have a different sign language in Ireland to England because the Catholic Church have had one sign language and the Anglican Church had another sign language. And so people in Ireland are more likely to be able to converse in sign language with people in France than they are with their neighbours in England. And this is one of the reasons why people couldn't understand, particularly during the COVID when they're watching 
the news from the north of Ireland, why there are two sign interpreters, and it's because there's two sign languages in Ireland. So that's the sort of, that's a very visual impact of the, the lasting legacy of the church in education. But it's particularly there in terms of reading, and we never question it. We never question why we need to read out loud. And this comes up every time there's a family funeral because I can't read anything. And I always say, no, I can't read a prayer and I can't do this because there's just no way I'm going to put myself through it. You learn to read for your wedding. You learn to read for all of these milestone events. I think some of the most torturous events I've been to have been communions with small little seven-year-olds who are struggling to read the line that they need to read for their communion. And it's a hugely stressful experience. Seven in school is when the real stress starts around being able to read and to read out loud. And it's a stage that everyone expects that you can do this. And if you can't, you feel really bad about yourself. And it really sets the tone for how you feel about education from there on in. We're never focusing on reading as being a way to take in the world and to learn. We're never focusing on having critiquing skills, on having critical thinking. To be able to read is to be able to pronounce words, not to know what they mean, and not to have the vocabulary to express yourself. And this is one of the reasons why most people who have literacy issues actually talk in things and stuff and they don't present themselves very well because they've never put the work into being able to find the words to express themselves and to express their ideas. This is why we really have to change the focus of reading. We have to change the focus to it being a way to, for you to absorb the world and not feel left out. It's not a way to perform. If you want to do performance, go and join drama school. But reading in school is not about performing. It's about absorbing information and learning.